Hey, this is Jim Fleming, and this is the Stuart Heights Fleming Sunday School Class Podcast. This podcast is a recording of our weekly Sunday School Class, as well as a few other teaching opportunities I get at my church. But before you listen further, you may want to go to teachings.jim314.com and download the student and or teacher handouts so you can follow along visually and take some notes. Thanks for listening. Come back often, and feel free to add this podcast to your favorite podcast app or to iTunes. Now let's get to this week's lesson. You know, I really hate it when someone starts out their message or their, their Sunday school lesson with how they got to what they're going to teach you today. I, I mean, that's just one of those things that you just don't ever do, but it kind of works here. So, <laughs> um, I, uh, you, many of you know that I, I've gone to seminary and that type of thing, so I've got the degree and, and so forth. I don't teach a whole lot, but I'm an IT director, so I work in technology a great deal, and You'd be really surprised how many similarities there are there. Uh, sometimes computers just don't work, and sometimes people just don't get along. So that's kind of it. Kind of works there. But one of the things that I, I, I faced uh, about two weeks ago uh, is we were just starting up school, and um, all of a sudden, you know, there's there's a few problems here and there with the Wi-Fi, and I couldn't tell what was going on, and. I went on a day, you know, a few spotty problems here and there. Went on two days, you know, still still really struggling with it. And, and in IT, usually it's pretty simple, you know. It's, it's either a one or a zero. It's either this way or that way. It's either on or it's off. You know, so that way you can kind of solve these problems. But I, at that point, I really didn't have enough information to solve the problem. And what ended up happening is that there were a number of teachers that were all having this problem, and they didn't tell me about it. They're like, oh, Dave, Dave's really busy right now. I mean, school's opening, you know, we got a lot going on and so forth, so I'm just not gonna tell him. But that's actually, that was actually the problem, is that I didn't have enough information to solve the problem. And when, when someone doesn't communicate, it really causes a lot of problems in the kingdom of God because we are, relationship beings. We're communication beings. We're created in God's image. And God's trinity is a perfect example of communication. I mean, it's three in one. What, I mean, how much, how much better can it, can it get there, right? So that's, that's where this message or this lesson has really come, come from because this isn't necessarily one of those things that I'd like to, I'd like to, I'd like to talk. We may talk about this next week. Um, you know, the origins of scripture and wh- where, why we have the Bible that we have, well, the difference between a paraphrase and a translation and stuff like that. That, that might be what we, we end up talking about. But really, you know, uh, how should believers interact is really the lesson that God's given me to, to teach. So um, apparently y'all need this. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so, you know, one of the things that I really have found, and this is one of those aha moments later in life, is when I was in seminary, I was judged by how many published pages I had. Uh, I wrote over 2,500 pages for my my master's degree, okay? A a ridiculous amount of of paperwork, right? The school I went to was very, very cranial that way. It's very, very that way. 
we write a lot of Christian books on very, very simple concepts. And that's what we're going to address today is that there, the answer is simple. Applying it, well, that's a whole different thing. And, and that's where, you know, um, I want to try to maybe in somewhat of a tongue-in-cheek way and in just kind of a lighthearted way but really very seriously talk about this, this topic of, of believers interacting because, you know, Scripture is very serious about this. In fact, it's a topic that comes up in nearly every epistle in the New Testament. So, I mean, it's not just that we're having problems with it. All believers have had problems with it. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. Okay? And how you interact with other believers and so forth is really important to God because that's how he demonstrates we're his disciples to the entire world. Okay? God is not a God of disorder but of peace. And so us getting along with each other is really important to God. Okay? And it's a, it's a, key, a key element of, uh, of our relationship with him. And be kindly affectionate to one another with brotherly love and honor giving pre- uh, preference to one another. And that's in Romans 12, one my, my favorite, happens to be my favorite chapter. So, you know, it, it's just, it's really, really important to God. In fact, you know, uh, Jesus puts it this way. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and, there, and then you remember that a brother has something against you, leave the gift there before the altar and go your way. Find and reconcile with your brother and then come to offer your gift. And so he's basically saying, if you've come to worship me, Okay, if you've got something between you and one of your one of your brothers or sisters, okay, stop what you're doing. Stop worshiping me. Go fix that, and then come back. Okay, so <clears throat> this isn't because I think it's important. This is because God thinks it's important, and it's it's not just somewhat important. It's really important to Him. Okay. So that's kind of that's kind of where you know I, I think we need to kind of take this, but conflict happens. In fact, it happens a lot in the New Testament. Yudaya uh, uh, and Syntyche in Philippians chapter four, uh, two ladies in the in the ministry there, and the best we can tell is that they just really had a a tiff that went public, uh, and and so there's not a lot of details, but but Paul addresses it specifically to just those two people, okay? So Paul and Peter themselves had a, had a falling out. And, and really, it was all about, you know, Peter acting one way in front of one group of people and another way in another. So he was eating with the Gentiles, having, having bacon, you know, and uh, all the other things that, are, that, that, are, that, that God's, in his grace, has given us the ability to eat. And, and then he, when he was with the Jews, he was doing something else. And so he's being two different people, and Paul addressed that and, and confronted him. And Peter said, "Yeah, you're right. I need to change," and he did. So, and then also Paul and Barnabas had a had a falling out about John Mark and whether he, you know, because uh, uh, John Mark about halfway through, um, it's either the first or the second of Paul's uh, missionary journeys, he bailed on him, and uh, and Barnabas was like, "No, no, we need to take John Mark." On the next one, Paul's like, uh-uh, uh, not again. So, you know, and, and, and eventually they just kind of, they came to a conclusion that they were going to disagree. And they're like, all right, and that's okay. So let's go on. So we'll talk about that again as well. But how are we to act towards our fellow believers? What, what's, 
what are, what are you know, and so I, I, I just started to dig in, and there was a lot of opinion about this. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of writers who have addressed this and so forth, but I found that it really kind of cascades all down into two things, and that, that's really good for me. If I can only focus on two things, I'm a guy. I usually can only focus on one at a time, but if we can get it down to just two things, I think we're in, we're in good shape, okay? So now, this is where, you remember I said that it's really simple, but it's hard to apply? Okay, that's what this is right here. Uh, we need to love them. We need to love our, other, love our brothers and sisters, okay? Now, it's way easy. That, that ends up on a bumper sticker real easy, and someone's going to, you know, throw it on a bumper sticker, and then all of a sudden, cool, you know, uh, I'm, 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 I'm witnessing because I have this bumper sticker on the back of my, you know, the only thing that a fish on the back of my car tells everybody is at Christian speed, okay? So that's, <laughs> that's all. <laughs> so uh, that's not what we're talking about here, but, but really kind of the second one, you know, you know the, most people say, all right, yeah, I get that. Loving, loving, sometimes people are hard to love, right? All right. But this next one is really kind of, it, it either grows out of the first one or it's just how we're, it, it, us in this generation, we're really bad at this. We're really bad at communicating with each other. Most of the time, in fact, the majority of what we're, the, the rest of the material is all going to deal with our, our communication or lack thereof. And, you know, there's misunderstandings, there's all kinds of other things that you could, you could say, oh, you know, they, did, they meant that. They, but here, here's, here's the long and the short. If, the, if you get nothing else out of this lesson, this is it, this is the crux of it. We need to put them first, me last. It's really that simple. But the problem is is, 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 is is letting that live its way out in our lives. And I know, you know, my, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guilty as charged. I'm right there with you. And, you know, the majority of the miscommunications that I've had with uh, my wife and I, <clears throat> they're all my fault. Oh. All right. All of them. All right. But <laughs> guys, don't, don't respond. Stop. Don't say anything right now. I'll take it. Uh, <laughs> um, it really has been because I wasn't putting her first. Is that I wanted something. I thought something should be done this way. I thought the children should be disciplined this way or that way. I'm sorry. It never happened to you. But So, you know, it, it, it's, it's just, it, it, it really boils down to being really that simple. But how do we, how do we actually walk through that, okay? So let's start with love. Loving them, lots of scripture verses about this. This is all in the notes online if you want to see them. Um, my favorite one out of this was, was, uh, was John 13, 34. A commandment I give to you that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. You know, you need an example? Uh, it's not going to be Jim. Uh, Jim loves people. All right. <laughs> That's not the example you need to look at. You need to look at Christ. Because the way he loved people was on a whole different level. You know, he gave himself completely, utterly, and totally and, uh, with, without measure. Okay? So, um, that, that is, that is, and, and I'm, I'm leaving it purposely vague in general because it's going to mean something different. You know, um, I know that uh, my wife wants 
uh, vanilla yogurt in the morning with six blackberries on top of it. That's, why do I know that? Because I've been living with her for 25 years, and she asked me every morning for the same thing. <laughs> you know, and, and so what do I do? I go down, I walk downstairs, go to the refrigerator, I get it, I bring it back up, and, you know, I'm, I'm a hero, at least for the first 10 minutes of the day. So, you know, loving one another is knowing what they need. And, more importantly, getting off of what I think I need and getting on to what they do, okay? So whatever that means to, in your situation and whatever that means with the people that you, uh, you associate with or that you live with, that's what you need to do. And there's not an easy, there's not a formula for this. There's not, you know, you know, 18 steps to, you know, the perfect marriage or uh, three steps to, you know, getting along with your coworkers. So listen, I work in an environment where 90% of all the, uh, all the people are women. There's more passive aggressive, and this is no cut on ladies, there's more passive aggressive going on in that whole building than you can ever imagine. And I had to come to a point where... I said, listen, Dave, if you want to go into a meeting like you did in business and have a knockdown, drag out conversation and just lay out all the, all the details on the table and prove your point and make, you know, if you want to do that, you're not going to get anywhere here. So you need to get off that. You need to stop. And so I came up with five rules for our department. And those rules all have to do with actually putting the other person first and communicating in the way that they want to be communicated or they, can, they need to be communicated with. And you know what? Since I put those five rules in place, it's been smooth sailing. And our department has completely revolutionized and to the point where my direct report that, that I report to, she said, listen, you, you seem to be just like really calm all the time now. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, we made some changes. And, you know, I don't come home. I don't kick the cat anymore, you know. Never did anyways. <laughs> cat lovers, never did, never did. Right? And, uh, well, unless she walks in front of me and I didn't see her. But, uh, so, so, you know, but it, was, uh, but it started with uh, about three weeks of me getting down with how am I going to make this work. And it all came down to is stop pushing your own agenda or pushing your own ideas or doing what, you know, you need to come off that and communicate in a way that they want to be communicated with. And as soon as I did that, it smoothed everything out. And again, it's because I was demonstrating my love toward them. Okay? Communication. One, a lot of scriptures we're dealing with, you know, the fact that if we don't communicate, we end up having, uh, you know, to, to do a lot of work on forgiving each other. And that's majority of the time when, when we end up having to forgive one another, it's because we haven't communicated. It says in Colossians 3.13, bearing with one another and forgiving each other, whoever has a complaint against uh, anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, so also you, should you. So... You know, when we have an opportunity, when we have, an, uh, when we have a relationship with someone else, all right, 
we have to be quick to forgive. And, and listen, there's a real important point here to catch. None of these things have anything to do with trying to convince or get the other person to do something. Who do they start with? It starts with me. Because you know what? I'm the only person I have any kind of control over to, to do anything. You know? I, I can't make my daughters think this, that, or the other thing. I can't make my wife. I can't make my coworkers. I can't make my, 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 my fellow laborers at, at Stuart Heights. I can't control or do anything whatsoever. And, and, and in our family, we've had some really big situations where I've had an opportunity to for, forgive someone. And you know what? Every bit of the forgiveness, it came from me. Every bit of the benefit ended up uh, on me, okay? Because I forgave someone of something that they did grossly to our, to our family, I, uh, I had no control over their response. All I had, the only control I had was over mine, okay? Also under communicate, when we're, when, when we're communicating with our, our fellow believers, there's no tempta temptation to complain about others behind their backs. Uh, check this out in James 5. Uh, Do not grumble against one another, brethren, lest you be condemned. That's, that's, that's a little strong, right? All right? Behold, the judge is standing at the door. All right, so what does this look like when we're talking behind each other's back? Okay? First of all, it's not dealing with the person that you've offended or has offended you. Okay? This, these come in the most popular in Christian circles is the prayer request for so-and-so because they're not dealing with such-and-such. Such. The second thing most prevalent right now are the, uh, the text messages or Facebook posts that are obtusely vague, but everybody really knows what they're saying. You see what I'm saying is when, when, we, when we talk with anybody whatsoever except who <clears throat> has been offended or who we're inv uh, inv uh, is involved in the relationship, you're out of line. I mean, it's not really, there's nothing else to it. If you talk with anybody whatsoever about a situation that you have uh, a struggle with or difficulty with, <clears throat> Uh, you got to talk to that person and that person only. Serving each other. And this comes really easy for uh, my, my gift is service. You know, I, you know that's just the way I, you have to have that if you're in IT. In IT. Uh, because uh, sometimes it's a little, you know, uh, a little rough. <laughs> you, uh, the best people that ever work a help desk are those that are just you know, purely have the gift of service, okay? Um, you, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, uh, but not use your freedom to indulge in the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love, okay? I'm telling you, if you're serving someone, if you're taking care of their needs and so forth, and, and, and if that's reciprocated, if it's going both ways, you're communicating on another level, and it's on, a, on, a, on, a, on an actions-based level. It's not just... Not just what, uh, what, what comes out of your mouth. 
uh, praying for each other. It's really, really hard to continue to be angry with someone when you're praying for them. Now, I have been caught in the situation where I'm like, Lord, I pray, God, that you would just help them figure out that I'm right. <laughs> Is that the right way? Am, am, I, am, am I really serving them, concerned about them? Am I doing all these other, am I forgiving them? Am I doing all these other things? If that's the way I'm praying, no, no. But, you know, uh, I, I, me, I don't have the gift of prayer. You know, it's, it's something that I find it's difficult. Uh, you've heard me say before, my prayer altar looks like the steering wheel of a Ford Expedition. That's, that's where I pray. It's not just because I drive 153 either. Uh, it's, it's because that's where, you know, my mind is focused. And, and, I, and I, I regularly pray for, uh, for a, a, a good, uh, a strong list. Sometimes it's on a post-it note. Sometimes it's not. But, you know, here's, here's the thing is that it's not all about you going through your list. It's about your attitude. I pray all day long. I'm walking through the hallways I'm, uh, at the school. I'm, I'm praying, you know. Um, when I'm driving, I'm praying. When I'm mowing the lawn, I'm praying. When I'm, you know, it's always being in that attitude. And, and really, I think this says a whole lot more about your um, love for other people than really almost anything else. Because I'm, prayer is just one of those hard things for me. It's really hard, hard to get down and do. So, uh be humble and encourage, uh, encouraging towards each other. This is Romans chapter 12 again. This is really kind of, a, this is kind of the, the, the crux of the attitude too. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. This is all relationship, right? This is, this is our, your relationship and communication. Uh, be of the same mind toward one another, okay? And this is getting down to brass tacks. This isn't just, you know, you know, uh, uh, showing up in the same church and sitting next to each other. It's, it's, it's really being of the same mind toward one another. Do not set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. This is, a, this is the click buster in, in church. You know, it's not, a, it's not you know, get, be willing to give up that pew seat to someone else who just visited or so, you know? It's, that, it's not about that. It's, uh, it's about working with each other. We're, you know, I, I really think that it's, there's going to be a lot of people really surprised that, it, it, you know, let me say it this way. I think at the end of the day, all these relationship problems are going to go away and you're going to end up spending eternity with each other. So it's to our benefit to start figuring some of this stuff out before we're in, we're in heaven together for, for all eternity. And I think, to a great extent, we're going to be surprised at who's there. But do not be wise in your own opinion. Now, what, what I really like uh, about this is actually what comes in the ne very next verse. Okay? Never pay back evil for evil to uh, anyone. Respect what is right in the sight of all men. If possible, so far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. All right? So far as it depends on you. When Paul and Barnabas 
when they had a, they, they had a disagreement about it, they did everything they could to resolve it between the two of them. But at the, same, at the end of the day, they still, they still had a different, differing opinion on whether John Mark should go with him or not. Okay? So what did they do? They said, go in peace and God speed with you. Right? Are there going to be some things that you're just never going to have, uh, you're never going to be able to completely resolve? Absolutely. And that's okay. But what does he say? So far as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. Someone that's done something really bad to me, am I ever going to, uh, yeah, I can forgive them. Am I going to hang out with them every week? No. But I'm at peace because I settled it. Okay? Uh, never take your uh, own revenge, beloved, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine, I'll repay, says the Lord. It's not your job. Payback is not your, it's not, it's not your job. Your job is to be at peace with them and to settle it in. Okay? But if your enemy is hungry, feed him. And if he is thirsty, give him drink. For in doing so, you heap burning coals on his head. Now, this is, this is, this is a verse that, <clears throat> unfortunately, sometimes I have focused on. Because being obtusely nice to someone that's done you wrong sometimes has this effect. But at the, at the end of the day, God's working on them. Because if someone's wronged you and you've dealt with it and you're treating them properly, if they're, gonna, if they're, if they're not going to deal with it, if they're not going to forgive you, if they're not going to resolve the issue back towards you, that's God dealing with them. You don't have anything to do with that. Who did you have control over? Me. That's it. So, you know, do not overcome evil, but overcome evil with good. All right? Now, I'm not sure what that means for you. Okay? I'm not, I, I know what it means in certain situ- situations for me is that when someone's done me wrong, I do them right. If someone's you know, uh, you know, trying to throw me under the bus at work or whatever like that, no problem. I pick up the phone and I say, SBA bus garage, how can I help you? Because if I'm going to be under the bus, I'm just going to change oil while I'm there, you know? So, and that's become, frankly, just, in, in I don't want to, I, I, there's no way I'm trying to say that I got this under control because it, it, it just ain't. This is a day-by-day thing. But here's the thing, is that by dealing with it, by bringing it up, by having it as a topic for Sunday school, it's something that the whole body of Christ needs to, and because it's not just a topic in my Sunday school, it was is apparently a topic in every one of Paul's Sunday schools, and they were called epistles, and they were written to the, to the, uh, to the early church. So it was a consistent, constant issue. So... It's something that we need to continually deal with. Okay? So the conclusion. This is really simple. Okay? Okay? God created us 
for relationships. We're relationship beings. We're created in the image of God. Okay? So, Trinity, relationships amongst each other in the Trinity, that's our example. Okay? So, we need to love our brothers and sisters. And that is going to take a lot of different forms, shapes, and, 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 and factors. But the majority of the time, it involves communicating. And being willing to communicate and being willing to, to, to come off of ourselves and go do what God has called us to. And, 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 and I'm, I, I, I see everybody's head going like this. And it's because we all know it. You know, it's just like, you know, um, uh, creation is, is evident. I mean, you, you, you can't, uh, every time you apply a scientific uh, process, to, to information about the, crea- about, about the world, you end up with the creation model. You have to really work hard to ignore it. All of us know this. This is all, but, but, but this is a reminder to go do it. I can't tell you uh, how, how many times I, I hear my wife come upstairs after, she te- she's a private piano teacher, and you know uh, the student's sitting on the bench. She says, how many days did you practice this week? Oh, I, all seven. She pulls out the sheet. How come all seven aren't marked? Mom, did they practice? All, no, we were traveling for three days. How come you marked all seven? Okay. It kind of comes back down to, and my wife will love that I use this illustration. If you don't practice it, it doesn't happen. Okay. If you don't practice piano, you'll, you won't play. How many piano players do we have here? Anyone play piano? A couple, yeah? How many stop practicing? That's everybody else's hand. So, <laughs> all right. So if you don't, if you don't practice it, it's not going to happen. Okay? If you don't practice it, it's not going to happen. And, and I hate that it's this simple, and I'm ending like five minutes early, but that's it. A lot of times, this is a closing remark, a lot of times you'll hear people when they talk about interaction and that type of thing, and my school has this, this policy that they, the, they say this is, the math, this is the Matthew 18 thing. You ever heard that? Oh, this is Matthew 18. We've got to follow the Matthew 18 principle. Matthew 18 deals with sin. And when, when, when a parent is trying to talk to a teacher or whatever like that, you know, and, or trying to talk to an administrator and skip the teacher... I, I agree. It's a good principle. You should talk with the teacher first. But it's not a Matthew 18 thing. It's, it's, it's used way out of context, if, if that's the issue. And I, I actually thought about putting it in here, but the more I got into it, the more I'm like, yeah, this, yeah, this doesn't apply. That has to do with so, if someone's in sin and they're not, they're not confessing that sin. I think this, this depends on how non-communicative you are. It could become sin and, and all, but this issue here... I'm telling you, it's made a a dramatic shift and change in my life just in the last three years, okay? Coming off of myself and just being willing to communicate in a way that they want to be communicated with, it doesn't have to be me. So I leave that with y'all. 